economics is the study of human choice in the world we live. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. By investigating faith in economics, we can learn how they lead to human flourishing. This is the Faith in Economics podcast, a presentation of the Gortney Institute at Ottawa University. Welcome to our show today. I'm Luke Graham, producer and graduate assistant for the Gordon Institute. With us, we have Dr. Russ McCullough, the founder of the Gordon Institute and Wayne Angel Chair of Economics. We have Dr. Justin Clark, the Menard Family Professor of Philosophy and Ethics. We have Dr. Peter Jacobson, the Gordon Professor of Economic Education and Research. And finally, our graduate assistant-elect, Lawson Medlin. All right. Well, it's the Christmas time of year. I guess I'm not sure when this podcast will come out, but uh, we're going to talk about gifting in general. So it apply to Christmas, but possibly birthdays and other times of the year. And, uh, you know, appropriate levels of gifts. We just came off of our tipping episode, which is uh, somewhat maybe a kissing cousin to, to the idea of gifting, although I think there's more merit based with the, with the tipping idea. And gifting is more of a grace idea, although I think there is a lot of obligation that comes out with family and social pressure that you need to bring a gift, even if you don't really want to bring a gift. So we got lots of interesting areas to cover. I thought I'd start off with my uh, to-be 24-year-old son who uh, visited last week, and um, he was getting together his Christmas list like he's done for the last 15 plus years or more. And uh, so I, I, I talked to him. I said, Carter, um, you are now married and gainfully employed, and you are sending out <laughs> Christmas lists to your aunts and uncles and other people still. I mean, when does it when does it end? Is this going to continue indefinitely for the rest of your life? Or what do you think? And he's like, he thought about it. I think he actually came back a little bit later and he said, All right, I'm telling everybody this is the last year. <laughs> so apparently he felt some sort of like, yeah, I suppose I'm, you know, he's making good money. They're both gainfully employed, college degrees. And yeah, when, you know, when does it end? So lots of interesting areas to cover. Um, Peter, you want to start us off? Yeah. So let's talk about why gift giving does not make sense to an economics that is narrowly interested in like this idea that people are maximizing their wealth. Uh, because certainly it doesn't make sense in that world. Um, we could still right. make the utility argument, but not well. And so that is not our economics, Courtney. No, no. Right? We have yeah. people and relationships, just to be clear. But yeah. And, we, and, and by the way, I don't think anybody really believes that model of the world is like actually being true. Sure. Some people use it because it's useful. But uh, so here's why gift giving kind of doesn't make sense from this like narrow rationalistic view. Uh, when you give someone a gift, uh, what you're buying them is something that they did not think it worthwhile to buy themselves. Uh, and usually, you know, it's something they knew existed already, right? It's not like you off the gold standard for a gift is maybe like you give something that someone never heard about, but is actually like really valuable. That's the gold standard for a gift, something they didn't think of themselves that they really love. Like that's the gold standard. Or they it. wouldn't want to spend that kind of money. Like the Yeti. I yeah. Think is the gift, right? Who's going to spend $35 on a, on a Yeti mug, yes, they're good, but there's knockoffs. But you know, for a gift, yeah, that makes the perfect gift. Yeah, uh, not to be a Yeti commercial, but uh, but not, but uh, but yeah, we're not sponsored, my, Russ. My wife, my we're wife that. A ton Yetis of are drink, terrible. So. <laughs> Sponsor us, Yeti, if you want this. Uh, uh, no, but uh, <laughs> but most of the time, that's not what gifts you give. Uh, most of the time, you give people gifts that like, like kind of already know they exist, and they could have bought them themselves. They didn't, and then 
usually gifts are reciprocal. So you turn around and buy someone else something that they didn't want enough to buy either. And so what you've done is you've taken like cash that is of like $40 value and you've given, you've converted into, into this good that no longer is like convertible back into cash. And you've given it to someone who wouldn't have paid $40 for it. And so in other words, you've kind of diminished the value of your money and handed it to someone else. And so the classic economics comment on this, and there's like a paper and people, the great thing about economics is people have argued about whether or not this paper was satire or not. Uh, people don't know the answer, but the paper was all about how we should just give each other cash. And once you do that for a few years, one of the nice things is what you can realize is, well, some people give more cash than others. And so all you have to do is stop giving cash to the people who give more money than you, and they can give you the difference. And if you give the same amount of cash to somebody else, you just both stop. And then everybody's better off. You save on postage, you know, uh, and like, uh, and again, the funny thing is like, no one knows if this was satire or not. Uh, and this would make sense in this like purely rationalistic view of like, oh, everybody cares about maximizing their money or whatever. And like, you know, the gifting system is just a way to transfer money to someone else. It seems like all the effort put into presents and the fact that most people wouldn't buy them otherwise, like this all seems like waste. But in reality, uh, if you're a good economist, what you realize is people aren't just interested in maximizing like their money uh, and people are interested in lots of things. And probably what's going on here is a lot more complicated and it's not stupid. Uh, people are not engaging in this big, stupid process where they all just lose money and uh, give other people things that they don't want. Uh, this is serving some sort of societal function. Uh, it's doing something good in your personal relationships. And I think that's the truth is that uh, ultimately, like what's going on here my view of gifting it is, is it is a signal uh, that you care about someone. And even if it ends up converting more valuable resources into less valuable resources, even in the eyes of the person receiving them, the fact that you put in the effort, the fact that you tried to get a good gift, that is like worth something in itself. And it's worth more than the difference of whatever the money lost was or whatever that is. So that's my view of gifting. Uh, I would say that's like a good economic view of gifting. There's probably other alternative views that are also good. Uh, but that's how I view the whole process. Luke, have you seen that video of the little boy uh, maybe a few years ago now? But he un unwraps a present from his parents and it's just an avocado. Mm -hmm. He's like, avocado, thanks. <laughs> like, it's just like the act of finding something that they didn't think they would want, but they actually do enjoy, as you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like when I have my kids, uh, the opposite of this would be when I have my kids pick out a gift for my wife. It's something she absolutely doesn't want. Right. Kids are notoriously terrible gift givers. They always give you things you don't need. I uh, think like I got my dad a golf ball once. My dad has 500 golf balls. Uh <laughs> But why is it valuable? Well, it's not valuable because the thing that you wanted, it's valuable because of the person who gave you the thing and like, oh, Peter knew that I liked golf balls. And that's sweet that my son knows that I like golf balls, even though I have 500 of them. So to me, that's really the magic of gift giving. That's really what's going on. It's nice if you give someone something that they really want, but it's not really what's going on in the process. Justin, I've seen several facial expressions in this uh, uh, short amount of time. What, what do you have to say? Uh, I, I don't know. The economist trying to economize gift giving is, uh, is <laughs> just funny to me. Yeah, well, um, everything uh, is economic, it, so yeah, I, 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 it's already economized. Uh, I'm yeah. just, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a, uh, a theory of gift giving. Um, how dare you? I, <laughs> that shocks me. I, I do think that almost all the theories of gift giving like don't make sense right because it's trying to turn something 
that uh, is or isn't gift giving into into gift giving. It's like, you know, if people say like gift giving is, oh, well, maybe it is like tipping. Yeah. You know, for my wife's birthday every year, I tell her, you know, your gift, this is the tip on uh, the services that you provided. This, Of course, it's not tipping, right? Uh, and gift giving isn't like buying things either. It's just and like so to get to also like Peter's point about stuff you don't need. Um, you know, when I was a little kid, I carved my dad like a bow and arrow and it, <laughs> gave it to him so he could protect the house, you know, with like <laughs> a bow and arrow that a kid made, you know, uh, like obviously you, you couldn't hurt. Gift. Yeah. He still has it. You know, <laughs> I think it's maybe his favorite gift that I ever got him. But but um, we can learn things about gifts from like what good and bad gifts are. Cause we all know what good and bad gifts are. Let me give an example of a really bad gift. A bad gift is those sock things, right? That like, it's a sock advent calendar. Uh, because that shows like you don't really you've not had one of these it's like it's got like a little wi- oh okay it's like this box that you open and it's got a bunch of windows and you open the windows and there's a pair of socks in them and like you find these at the front of like Kohl's and like uh, stores like this where uh, or like a bath bomb or a foot you know a foot bath is like another classic one these things that indicate you haven't spent much effort in thinking about the person yeah. who's receiving the things them. that are on the end caps Fruit cake. Yeah. Yeah, fruitcake. Yeah, an- another great example. Like, th- so what we learn from this, I think, and even though you know this isn't like a comprehensive theory of gifts, just I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but what we learn is like it seems like the most important thing is that you've put effort into giving the gift and thinking about the person. Like that seems like clearly uh, what matters the most. That's correct, and I, I'm not opposed to a theory of gift giving. Uh, what I don't think, and I, I think that what you're doing is correct, right? We should look at what counts as good gifts and what counts as bad gifts, and that'll tell us more about gift giving. What I don't think we're going to do is, you know, perform some kind of, you know, demand regression or whatever, blah 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 blah, and learn about gift giving that way. I think we learn about gift giving by looking at gift giving, and that's, I, I think I think that's th- what you're doing. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. Well, part of my theory of gift giving, um, I don't know how you guys deal with Santa, but when I had kids your age or my kid, I say kids, well, I was including like nieces, maybe and other people, but uh, with Carter, we'd get, you know, the gift, right? The big one, um, you know, whether that was a Nintendo or something like that. And then Dana, you know, would say, oh, this would be great from Santa. And I'm like, this isn't from Santa. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is from us. So in terms of uh, setting the kids straight, you know, Santa gives you a pair of socks and some candy and uh, maybe a little trinket in the thing. But all the good gifts came from mom and dad. So they know exactly where they were coming from. So, yeah, and you probably you probably even scratched out mom on that front part too, right? <laughs> oh man. So yeah, you gotta gotta be thinking about these incentives. That that is economics at work. So I think kids brings in a, up an interesting side of gift giving too, though, because there is this weird thing with kids where like good gift giving can actually be bad with kids. And so this is something that I think as society, we actually haven't quite figured out yet because we've just reached this point as humans where like we have enough wealth to just like throw it away once a year on a bunch of stuff. Um, But I think that like gift giving for children is overdone. Uh, And my kind of view on it is this is like Luke brought up a really great example. Uh, It's a video. You should go watch it. Uh, It's a kid who gets an avocado for Christmas and he like freaks out about how much he loves the avocado. Right. 
And like, this is not a weird thing. What you find as a parent is like, it's a really interesting game to play before birthdays and holidays. Like what will be the kid's favorite gifts? And you can never quite figure it out, but it's always something that you wouldn't expect to be their favorite gifts. Like a good example is uh, this last holiday, uh, Cedar got like some really cool, like Pokemon stuff, like, you know, action figures and all this, you know, stuff. But her favorite gift ended up like being like this book about like something like, you know, just kind of random. And it's like, uh, Cedar's always loved books, but it's like, I wouldn't think that that would be able to beat out the Pokemon, but it did. So my general view on giving gifts to kids is like, you shouldn't give them too much because kids are like very prone to becoming materialistic and like over obsessed with stuff. Uh, and you don't need to teach them that they already know that they, they should like stuff and liking stuff's not a bad thing, but they already know it. So you don't need to teach them that. Uh, so my view is like gifts to kids should be like relatively few in quantity um, and not terribly expensive because like they actually are like perfectly happy uh, just receiving things like uh, they almost like intuitively understand that like it's just nice to be appreciated. And so, uh, you know, this is a call to all parents like spend less money uh, for <laughs> gifts on your kids, uh, not because you don't love them, but actually because you do. Uh, because, uh, we live in a society where like people have too much stuff really is, it tends to be my view of things, especially kids. Uh, cause you know, if you're a parent, you know how it works with kids, they will play with something for a week and then they never play with it again. Uh, and you could have maybe got them something that was, uh, cheaper that would have had the same, if not a better effect. So Justin, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but. Yeah. My, uh, my two college roommates are coming to visit me um this weekend because it's it's my birthday and instead of saying like what can we get you which uh you know respectable college buddies would have done they said hey what toys can we get your kids <laughs> uh, you know and my answer was like please no like they have we have so many like cars and stuff like they don't need any more so i settled on like well the play-doh's gotten really dry so yeah i, I guess if you could bring some play-doh they, you know th that'd be great things um, that depreciate are great yeah art supplies that's awesome yeah yeah or like you know my brother asked what does sully want for his birthday I'm like it's just sweats man pairs of sweats uh but uh dean had his birthday recently and he became you know became like a monster on the day when we uh when we actually were letting him open presents it's not even like we got him a lot of presents um but then two days ago, it was my dog's birthday. Um, and I, you know, we told Dean, like, hey, it's Judy's birthday. And Dean flipped out because he wanted presents on my dog's birthday. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no, like we we screwed this up somehow. Like, and this, I think that's exactly what you're talking about, Peter. It's like there's um, you know, he's only had one birthday where he gets presents, but now he, like that's his, you know, oh, birthday means I get presents. Um yeah. Yeah. I think this is a good spot to take the, the next half is to, I want to bring in some faith elements too. And, and maybe as it relates to gifts um, and just the idea of Christmas and uh, the consumerism slash materialism aspects. Uh, I think we got a lot of, a lot of things. To and cover. I want to throw something in. I think we should do something fun. I think we should all tell the best gift we've ever given uh, or received. We can do both. Okay. Uh, if you have one. So. Yep. All right. We'll be back in just a bit. If you're a high school student interested in earning some college credit, we have an online microeconomics class for motivated high school students seeking to earn early college credit. It's affordable, flexible, and layered with support. Our new online microeconomics course is optimized for dual credit 
and will increase your students' college readiness. Contact Peter or Justin or Russ today. Ottawa University is offering free classes for homeschool students in the Ottawa area. Uh, these classes will go through some basic economics, you could call it an economics 101 course, where we'll go through, through things like supply, demands, uh, and other similar issues. Uh, if you're interested in this, either inside or outside the Ottawa area, contact Peter Jacobson today. Ottawa University has an exciting new major, PPE, which stands for Philosophy, Politics, and Economics. Each of these fields is interesting in their own right, but they intersect in ways that are important to understand, both individually and for your community. If you find philosophy interesting but want to make sure that your study of the subject is practical, if you enjoy economic analysis but want to see how economic laws interact with moral principles, if you are interested in politics but want to explore how economic and ethical realities constrain our political choices, you should consider the PPE program at Ottawa University. All right, so we're back and uh, wanted to jump into the uh, Christmas commercialism, materialism, uh, and then think a little bit about how us as Christians um, should think about gift giving and other things. Is it different than the, the main line? I mean, uh, some devout atheists love Christmas. I know a few of them, they really participate in the full holiday. So is it a completely non-Christian event at this point for the most part. Um, and and is that bad? Sometimes I think back whether that uh, is a potential witnessing opportunity if, if somebody's really into Christmas and been doing it as an atheist, more or less, or a, or a fair weather Christian or something, you know, it, it, by the time they hit the 22nd year of celebrating it, do they really start to question Christ a little bit more? And all of a sudden it was a, let's call it a gateway drug, you know, the the thing that actually was one of our few witnessing opportunities as Christians, because ultimately when we think about what the event is about and what people are celebrating, um, it is about the birth of Christ, our Savior, the ultimate gift of all time. And uh, so, but at the same time, the commercialism, and as Peter was talking about earlier in the first half with the kids and uh, this fostering of uh, consumption and, and uh the building of desires of nicer and bigger things and expectations of getting those things as because that's what grandpa and grandma did last year. And now this year, I wonder what it's going to be and how much better my life will be because mom and dad never buy me the the good stuff. And grandma and grandpa are always there uh, during these gift giving times. Um, so I don't know. What, what do you think? Do we, we got problems or I, I kind of want maybe the first part just to think about do Christians behave differently during these gift-given times than than other people? Um, I think that they should would be may, maybe like a, a way to begin. And so I actually don't have an issue with, and this is like a hard topic. I don't have an issue with like, it is a fact that Christmas is more apparently secular uh, than it's ever been probably. Like if you listen to Christmas music, if you watch Christmas movies, uh, and you compare that music in the movies to 30 years ago, uh, there's probably, you could probably track the references to Jesus. And I have no doubt that over time, those have like decreased. Yeah, you're not uh, celebrating Christ with Mariah Carey's uh, The Queen of Christmas. Yeah, that, that, that's there's right. There's been more and more of that. That's yeah, come I, I imagine if you watch Macy's Thanksgiving Day parades uh, that, you know, they're like alluding to Christmas. I imagine they used to talk about Jesus and they probably don't anymore. They, these are guesses, but I meant like they're probably good guesses. 
but I actually don't have a problem with that in general in society uh, because I am pretty wary of religiosity. And so like religiosity, I would define as like people like putting on the vestiges of a, a religion. And I don't think it's bad to do that, but I think we should recognize like in the 1950s or the 1940s when people like, or 60s, when people would say like, oh yeah, I'm Christian at like a much higher proportion. Uh, I don't know if there were more Christians back then, uh, but there were certainly more people who weren't Christians who were saying they were, right? In other words, like, I don't mind like secularization to a certain extent because at least I know what I'm getting. Uh, when everyone has to sort of like pretend like they're Christian because that's the thing that society in society you need to do to get ahead, I should have a big problem with that because uh, that leads to like all sorts of like bad witnesses. At least like a modern Christmas movie that's animated. When I bring my kids to it, I know I'm not bringing them to a movie about Jesus, right? Yeah. It's like I watched uh, this uh, one with my kids the other day about this donkey with long ears. I can't remember what it's about. And it was kind of like a, 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 it was like a playoff Rudolph, basically. And it was kind of like alluding to like the real Christmas story. Uh, but at the same time, it was kind of trying to avoid it. And like, it was like an old movie. And so it's like you kind of had to do that back then. You kind of had to allude to the true meaning of Christmas. At least nowadays, people don't pretend to do that anymore. <laughs> and so I'm okay with the not pretending. Justin's got this. Was it Dominic? No, not, no, not Dominic the oh. Dominic. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I'm sorry. There's an old uh, like um, Rat Pack song about Dominic the Christmas donkey. Um, yeah. No, it's not. A, uh, I'm, I'm sure I can find it here. Uh, it is Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey. Uh, it's, it's a movie. It's 20 minutes. You can watch it. And he's it's, called the Christmas donkey. Yeah, he's called the Christmas donkey. Uh, he ends up like taking Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. And so like there's a slight illusion, but like not much. And so uh, I'd rather have like honest like... I know if I'm going to Santa Claus too, that I'm not going to get Jesus. And like, that's fine with me. Like if you're not trying to pretend then I'm okay, if you don't have it in there. And so I'm kind of okay with it to a certain extent, insofar as it's not a reflection of like society's actual true feelings. And it's more just a reflection of the fact that like people are more honest than they used to be. You kind of sound like Kierkegaard. That was Kierkegaard's uh, critique of. People say this to me a lot. Yeah. Of Danish society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least yeah. Like really you know verbose never shut up uh that kind of thing uh, but, uh, but kierkegaard you know was in copenhagen and and his critique of copenhagen society was like calling yourself a christian doesn't mean anything because everybody calls themselves a christian um and so uh it's kind of sounds like maybe you're echoing that a little bit um yeah that at least calling yourself a christian in a secular society can mean something right um, yeah. And, and I, then I also think like when people point out about how Christmas has gotten commercial and they point out, you know, like, oh, well, kids are uh, bratty about gifts sometimes. Um, I think that's been pointed out for uh, like 50 years. And it does still seem, though, that those same kids who are bratty about getting gifts do still turn into adults who really love giving gifts. Right. Yeah. Um, and to the extent that Christmas is a celebration of giving, I think that's just good um, and a net positive for society. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, a Christmas story. I mean, I don't know when it was created, but I know it's set in like the 40s, basically. And like the whole point of that is like this kid wants the BB gun and he's like mad when other things are suggested. And it's like it's kind of bratty uh, not, and not, not terrible. It's not over the top, but it, it, at least a little bit. It's like this. Brat. So, yeah. And like 
uh, how do I square this with my previous comments? Well, I, I do think that there's room to like do less or whatever, but I don't think it's like unchristian to give gifts to kids. That's, that's not my comment. I think maybe there's a better way to go about it. Uh, but you know, I, is, are, are we getting too materialistic? Um, no, I think we're about as materialistic as we've ever been about like holidays and things like that. I, it just kind of manifests in different ways. So yeah, I, I agree with you that this is not like a recent phenomena. Is it good that we give gifts to people we really don't like as part of this custom? I think. Are you just talking about your family? <laughs> I think we should probably exclusively give gifts to people we don't like. I think that would be probably a better world situation. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, yeah, I mean, I would I would say so. Again, like so, I said Christians should behave differently. I think one way that Christians could behave is be more explicit with like their reasoning behind giving gifts to people who aren't Christians. Uh, and you know, I don't have a problem with saying like. A lot of the good things that I do, I do because I was told to do them uh, by Jesus. Like, and I, I think like being honest about that's fine. And it is a good witnessing opportunity. If you give a gift to like an enemy and say, hey, listen, I know we've had our problems, but, you know, I, uh, I think that we should love each other. And, you know, the that's what the Bible tells me to do. And so here's a good gift. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing incompatible in my view with giving gifts and uh, Christianity, the even like large gifts, even like expensive gifts. The only issues that could possibly come up are attitude issues, heart issues. And that's kind of independent of our like social institution of like cultural Christmas or whatever. Uh, you know, the, your heart issues are your own. So. Uh, but then when, when the non-believer says, well, you just give gifts because you think you have to, because Jesus says you have to, and you're not giving it because you really want to give it. I give gifts because I want to give them. I don't have that Jesus guy on my shoulder uh, forcing me to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, like if you have a problem with someone doing something because someone told them that it's the right thing to do when they believe to them, then you have a problem with most society because like most people do the things they do because their parents told them to do it. And then they grow up and continue to do those things to varying degrees. So <laughs> it also ends in a regress. Jesus doesn't say grudgingly give gifts. He says, yeah, love to give the gifts. Right. So it's like, Oh, well, do you love it? Because Jesus told you to love, like how many, how many regressions are we going to go through? Yeah. 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 But yeah. You know, I was kind of throwing that out there for fun, no, no, but, right. uh, but having a, I think having a rebut like you just did, Justin is a, is a good reflection or a better witnessing opportunity if somebody would give you some flack like that i suppose but yeah i mean i i don't think it's like uh, as a christian i think it's like appropriate to concede points like that and say yeah like a lot of the things that i do i wouldn't do if i didn't have a better guide in my life and that's kind of the point right is like i recognize i've fallen pretty short myself and so i'm willing to outsource like what is uh, good to a higher authority than me because I am a screw up. And if it were up to me, I wouldn't give any gifts and I'd take them all, right? And I'd steal your gifts too. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with that sort of like witness either uh, of admitting faults uh, because I, you know, I, I think humility is a good start to Christianity in general. Uh, but do we want to move into uh, gift stories? Yep. All right. So because I proposed it, I'll start it off. Uh, and I just said socks sucked at a gift. So now I'm going to say my best gift was for my wife and it was socks. Uh, <laughs> and she does listen to this. So, uh, and she's going to hate this answer too, but I, I'm going to give it. So when my wife went and met me first off listeners, if you don't know, there's a shoe called a Sperry. It's a, it's a boat shoe. Uh, and you're not supposed to wear socks with boat shoes. If you know anything about fashion, you know this. Mm -hmm. And so when my wife went me, met me, I wore Sperry's a lot because I was in a fraternity and I thought that was cool. 
Uh, and so I didn't wear socks frequently and this really bothered her. And she thought I was like this poor kid who didn't have any socks. And so she, my, our first Christmas that she knew me, she got me like this Christmas tree made out of like these like cool socks, like socks you would want to wear. Uh, and I never had those either. Like growing up, I always had the, the white socks. Uh, and I, I still wear the white socks frequently because now it's like a, uh, countercultural thing that I wear white socks. But anyways, uh, so I got all these cool socks in. And so, uh, like, I don't know, it just like meant something to me that like, <laughs> she felt like I was doing something that was like deleterious to like my, myself. Personal hygiene. <laughs> uh, and so she wanted like, I don't know, there, there was something about that. So I still like 10, almost 10 years later have these socks, at least a few pairs of them. Uh, she hates it so much. She wants me to get rid of them. Every time she sees them, she's like, don't wear those socks. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, it's the greatest uh but no i love them and it always like that it's the sort of person that she is that she's very like thoughtful and, and she wants people's uh, lives to be improved uh and then like the best gift i gave uh was she also to my wife uh she at one point in the conversation had mentioned like this book that her and her friend used to look at when they were like kids in like you know middle school and it was like full of pictures and they would write stories about the pictures and like there are no words uh but she didn't know the name of the book and like using the description i like, tracked down the book and i found the book and i gave it to her i think that just goes to show it's not like a book that she uses frequently but i think gift giving is more about like that you paid attention to what someone was saying uh that you like care about them as a person uh you paid attention to what they did rather than you know just like uh you know here's generic you know necklace number five or something like that yeah. so <clears throat> justin Oh man, can I go last? Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, Luke, I can try. Uh, so for the one that I received, uh, it was in high school, and the girlfriend that I had at the time got me for a twelve pack of this assortment of cream cream sodas. I was a fanatic cream soda. <laughs> I just loved them, and so I was able to spread those out. I did like one every month, so nice. I could use it for a whole year. And so I was like, oh, oh, it's my cream soda day. So I just let her know every single day I had a cream soda. Like, this one's good. This one was not good, though. Uh, best gift I've given. And it's always hard to think about that. Um, I made my mom a uh, just one of those tie blankets. Oh, oh, yeah. And, yeah. That's cool. And she really liked it just because <laughs> the effort. So, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Well, the master gift of all time for me given was to my wife, <clears throat> and that was a, a Nespresso machine. Okay. And I knew she had liked it. I had observed for once, you know, that she liked when we went over to people's houses who had them. And so I bought not only the machine, but I bought this little drawer that I knew she'd like that had a glass top so you can display the little uh, pods in. And uh, anyway, she's been getting lots of use out of that and it sits on our counter. And so that one, it's nice to see it be used for the last, uh, I think I did this like four years ago at least and still being used regularly. So that's nice. And then the best gift received was kind of a joint gift, but uh, my mom and dad got us boys. I have two brothers, Barry and Chad, and it was an air hockey table. Mm. And we were in that you know, nine to, we're all just three years apart. So, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12, I can't remember how old we were exactly, but we woke up Christmas morning and the air hockey table is in our living room and dad just, you know, somehow got it in there. And, awesome. and, uh, we love, we all love that. We got lots of mileage out of that. So that was super cool. Lawson, what do you got? 
Well, for uh, gifts given, I one time when I was in a relationship, it was kind of a long distance relationship, and I gave her this bracelet that you would you would touch and it would vibrate on one end and it would go and vibrate on the other end. So that was kind of a clever gift for someone long away. And best gift I've gotten, I would say, is my mom helping pay off the rest of my car. Ah, yeah, that's a good gift. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> All right. Not least. The, I think the best gift I've ever gotten, um, I don't know, I think I, I might have a, a recency bias, but um, for Father's Day this year, Allie got me a uh pasta machine like an she found it at a um uh estate sale so i mean the sticker was still on it i don't know she paid four dollars for it right <laughs> but it was a uh never used from the 70s wow. uh marchetti pasta machine you know you can marchetti atlas i think so they're, they're like a hundred dollars new she didn't know that but I did. And this had never been used, um, and she, but she knew I wanted to make my own pasta. Um, and so, you know, it was, it only cost $4, but it was like, I was so excited. I've used it a bunch. Um, I make uh, big pastas on Sundays with it. Um, and, uh, you know, I love to cook. So it was, it was something I didn't expect. Um, but I, I loved it when I got it. And, you know, she was flabbergasted about how excited I was about this $4 gift too. Um, so that's received. Uh, I think the best gift I've given, I just gave, was actually to my dad. He turned 70 this year. And a couple of years ago, he got me a little guitar for Christmas. And whenever he comes over, he's always playing it. Um, and um, it's a really great sounding guitar, but he likes how kind of small it was. And so this year, I started building guitars. And so I built him a guitar, oh. um, an acoustic guitar. And it took a really long time, um, but it turned out great. And, you know, it's his 70th birthday guitar. So it's, you know, it's customized. It says Bob 70 on it and stuff. And uh, he loved it. And um, yeah, so I think that's the best one I've ever given. All right. Well, that looks like a good place to wrap. Um, hopefully we all have our gift, gifting and gifting ideas all better understood now after this podcast. So this has been a production of the Gorton Institute here at Ottawa University. I'd like to thank you all for listening. And if you're up for gift giving, we have a donate button on our Gorton Institute webpage. And we uh, appreciate your support for all the student programming and other things we do with the Institute. So other than that, be fruitful and multiply. Thanks. <laughs>